exclusive hot new mix. We 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 chillin' real hard. You know how we do. All right, you guys, welcome to Discussions Podcast. It's your girl, Mika Gwen. Welcome to my new listeners. Welcome back to my returning listeners. I have a returning guest with me. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, y'all, this is Tiff Trill. Hey, welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we took a week off, but we back, y'all. You know, I was a little busy and whatnot. You know, life still goes on outside of the podcast, but I'm so excited to be back. Um, I want to start off this podcast. I hate to start off on a sad note, but I just want to say rest in peace to Kobe. Yes, rest his, in peace, Kobe. And, and his daughter, Gigi, as well as the other passengers who were on the aircraft, um, which kind of inspires um, the episode that we're going to do today. Um, we're going to be talking about insurance, life insurance in particular, and annuities. Um, I know... You know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, you don't think about life insurance um, for some people because you don't think you think you got time. Right. You think you got all the time in the world. But due to, you know, the passing of Kobe and the children that also passed away um, at a young age, um, a lot of people, you know, are hoping that, you know, well, Kobe, his family is set up nicely. Hopefully they're. Right. You know, set for generations. Right. Hopefully they're set. Um, I would think, you know, because he has so many people working for him that they work together so that his family can be taken care of in the right. event that something um, happens. Right. And I heard that he made like great investments mm-hmm. just like on his own. So I can only imagine like, you know, if you're making investments like that, you're probably you know, making sure that right. your estate is taken care of as well. Exactly. But, you know, there's also, you know, regular folks out there like me and you, you know, maybe some people don't have the knowledge of how to make sure that their family is, is set up for if they do pass away yeah, or when they pass away, I should say, because everybody's going to right, you know, Or they think away. they can't do it. Like they may know about it, but they think it's something that's not accessible to them true true um so you know that's something that i wanted to talk about today um also happy black history month happy black history Month. <laughs> <laughs> so you know i also wanted to just do informative episodes for the month of february in honor of black history month yes you know hoping that i could share some knowledge with not just black people but anybody who may be listening um so why don't we start off with this? So why don't you tell for the people who may not know, I don't want to just assume everybody knows what life insurance is, but in a simplistic way, can you just explain what life insurance is? Yeah, just to, you know, kind of give the basics. So life insurance is a type of insurance that pays out a lump sum of money um, on the event of the death of the insured person, and it pays out to a beneficiary. Okay. Um how does it work exactly? So you said in the event of. <laughs> yes. So basically what happens is you sign up for a policy mm-hmm. um, and then you're protected for a certain amount of money. And so, you know, on the event that you die, because, you know, no one's going to make it out of here alive. The insurance company is going to pay out that a lump sum. So that full amount that you signed up for when you die. And then you name who you would want that money to go to. 
mm-hmm. and the insurance company pays out. Okay. Um, you said a few things that I want to ask you about. Sure. Um, but before I go there, let me ask you this. Because um, I like to think just from my personal experience, when I'm like in my 20s, I don't really think about life insurance because, again, I'm thinking, I got time. I'm going to be here for a long time. Well, that's not something that I need to think about. Um, and there may be people who are older than they may be in their 30s, 40s that still think they have time to worry about life insurance. So when should you get life insurance? When you're born. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you know, when you're born, you can't physically get it. So it'll be up to the yeah, parents. up to the parents, of course. Yeah. But I say that to say um, when it comes to life insurance, you know, they're betting on you being alive to pay on this policy. And so, and obviously, you know, they're going to take into effect, oh, how soon is this person likely to die? Mm-hmm. And so when they look at that, they look at factors such as your health and your age. So, you know, typically younger people have lower death rates than elderly people, obviously. Right. And naturally. Then, act, right. Actually. And then people with more health issues, you know, tend to have a higher mortality rate or more likely to die than people who do not have any health issues and then even lifestyle factors. So people Mm -hmm. who engage in risky behaviors such as hang gliding, you know, things like that. It sounds silly. You know, the average person isn't doing that, but it's the type of things that insurance company, a life insurance company will look into. You see people on Instagram doing crazy stuff. You do. So, So, yeah, so those are just the type of things that they look into when they decide whether or not they want to give you a policy. Okay. And basically what I'm saying is you pay a certain amount of money, and the the younger you are, the less health issues that you have, the cheaper your policy would be. And Mm -hmm. you can get more protection for the amount of money that you're paying. Okay. Well, let's say, so that's to assume that if the older you are, the more you have to pay because it's assumed it is you're, true. You're closer to death. Exactly. Well, let me ask you this for a young person. Let's say that they are going through some health complications. Mm-hmm. Will they pay more than let's say we have a 20 year old. One is perfectly healthy, no mm-hmm. issues. But then another 20 year old, let's just say they have cancer. Yes. They will pay more because they already have a pre-existing condition. And that is if they can even get a policy because a lot of insurance companies um, will not do, you know, will not grant you a policy if you have a illness like cancer or you've had a stroke in the past couple of years. Um, You know, the insurance companies that I personally work with, you know, I do have some companies that cover cancer, but, you know, let's just even say like, a more common disease that people have like diabetes. So let's say, you know, it's a 25 year old with diabetes, Mm -hmm. you know, they're likely to pay more. I mean, they will have to pay more than a 25 year old who has no health issues. Okay. Or even a 25 year old who smokes will have to pay more than a 25 year old who doesn't smoke. Okay. So what if a 25 year old is looking to get health or life insurance? Mm -hmm. Um, they don't have a condition at this time, but something is going on with them where they feel like they may have something, but they haven't 
really gone through all the tests yet, but they're like, well, let me just get this life insurance. Now, is this something that the life insurance will be able to look into that they may, it may be leading up to a possible condition? Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of, that's a really great question. So going kind of back to how insurance works. So when you sign up for a policy, what the insurance company does, because they want to make sure like what you're saying is true that, you know, you really are a healthy person. So they'll look into your medical records. Mm. So just like everyone has a credit report, you have Mm -hmm. a medical report. And so, you know, going to that question, if you went to the doctor and you were diagnosed as having that disease and they would see that and that would take into effect their decision whether or not they want to cover you or they want to charge you more money because of that condition. Now, let's just say you thought you have it, but you don't know. Yeah. And you haven't been to the doctor about it and they haven't, you know, diagnosed you. Um, you know, you would for that medical question that's asking about that, you would say no because you don't know and they wouldn't see it there. So, you know, it's it's, not on your medical record. Right. But if you were to be diagnosed later, it wouldn't even matter because at the time of the application, Mm -hmm. you didn't have that condition. Gotcha. So this might be repetitive, Mm -hmm. but do you need to take any medical tests before you could get certain policies so they could see if you have any possible serious health conditions that's going to be dependent on the company so um what the insurance companies uh, call it is are you medical or non-medical so medical means um they're going to send a nurse out they're going to take your blood you're going to take your urine they're going to do a full basically physical to make sure that like take your blood pressure all of that Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're healthy and so they're going to take that into account in addition to your health records and in other places other insurance companies they will just look at your medical report okay you don't have to do a full-on physical with a nurse that they bring to you and if they have additional if there's questions on the chart Mm -hmm. they'll actually call your doctor so like you you know tell the insurance company the last time you saw a doctor, mm-hmm. um, the date and the name, you know, things right, like that. And right. then the underwriter, who's the person who's deciding whether or not you get the insurance, they'll mm-hmm. call the doctor and follow up with any questions they have. Okay. So what are the different types of policies that exist? So there are quite a few different types of life insurance policies. So... um the one that people probably know about the most is called whole life insurance. Mm-hmm. So basically what that is, so you pay a certain amount each month and then you're guaranteed when you die to get a lump, your beneficiary is guaranteed to get that lump sum of money when you die. Okay. And so a term policy is basically the insurance company saying that if you die within let's say 10 years, 20 years, whatever the term is, if you die within that period, then we'll give you the money that, you know, we promised you. Okay. However, that you signed up for that you signed up for. However, if you die after that period and you don't renew it, then, you know, you're going to not be covered. They wouldn't pay anything. Okay. And so the danger with that is, you know, let's say you have 10 year and you're covered for a certain amount of money. And then you're 11, you renew, but you're 10 years older. So it's going to cost more to get that same amount of coverage Mm. that you had before. So the renewal rate will increase at that point. 
Yes. The amount okay. you pay per month. And then, or even worse, you could get a disease in that 10 year time period. Mm-hmm. And then year 11, they don't even cover you because you have this disease. So, you know, that's kind of could be a con for having mm-hmm. term insurance. Now, if you do decide to get term insurance, is it best to do like the 20 years versus the 10 year? Honestly, it really depends on what you're getting it for. So, you know, I, I like to look at it as you have different types of insurance for different parts of your life. So term insurance, I would use that to cover like your mortgage because your mortgage is 30 years. And let's say, you know, you want to be able to leave your house to your children. But if you pass away before that 30 year term, Mm -hmm. who's going to be responsible for paying the mortgage? Right. You could be in danger of losing your house. So during that 30 year period, you can be covered for that mortgage. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so you said there's term Mm -hmm. and whole life, whole life. So would, term be less expensive than whole life or it really it depends on your age it depends on how much you're getting but Mm -hmm. typically like when you're young term is really easy to get because like most term policies the person who's getting it is going to outlive it they um, from what i read only two percent of term policies actually pay out so oh wow yeah so you can get it relatively cheap depending on if you're young and healthy mm-hmm. um but if you're older no it's going to be almost impossible to get term policies or if you can it's going to be very expensive so you would you recommend whole life over term so that will go back to what you're getting it for so if you gotcha. want to make sure that your final expenses are covered and you know you want to be able to leave you know amount of money to your children or whoever mm-hmm. um and you don't you want to make sure that the amount of money that you're paying isn't going up um i would go with the whole life okay and then there's another type that's universal life and the good thing the quick pro with that is that you're paying a low amount at first when you're young mm-hmm. and then I didn't mention this, but the cash value, which is the interest that you're paying is going up. So that's for people who want to be able to generate a good amount of money off the policy. Okay. But then the con is, you know, that policy, what you're paying can go up really steeply once you start getting to like 60, 65 years old. Okay. And this is the universal life. Yeah. This is universal life. Okay. Now you keep talking about, you know, how whatever you pay per month it just depends on how much you sign up for Mm -hmm. so how much life insurance do people need very good question so you know you're trying to cover your funeral and final expenses Mm -hmm. so typically these days a funeral is averaging around 15 to 20,000, just depending on like, what exactly do you want? Mm -hmm. You know, these days, a lot of people are opting for cremation. So those are going around 7,500. So 7,500 to about 10,000. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of that is just going to depend on the bells and whistles. Do you want to have a memorial program? Do you want to have obituary? Like the little things that add up. Right. Okay. So, 
Now, is this safe to assume that these prices are for adults? Is it different for children? Yeah, so for whole life, the prices will be cheaper for children because, you again, you know, they're covering based on what's the risk of you dying. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, a healthy child, then it's going to be the cheapest. Okay. So this is particularly for people who have kids and if you're thinking about purchasing life insurance not only for you but also for your kids um what is now i know you you mentioned beneficiary at the very beginning yes um what should be considered when you're thinking about who your life insurance beneficiary should be (laughs) that is a very good question so you know, one thing that you do want to keep in mind is that, you know, if you obviously a lot of people are getting whole life to cover their funeral final expenses. However, you name the beneficiary, but they're under no obligation to actually pay that for your funeral final expenses. Before you go on again, I think I'm just assuming everybody knows what a beneficiary is. Yes. So can you explain first? Definitely. What a beneficiary is and then continue on what should be considered. So a beneficiary is the person that you want the insurance company to pay the money when you die. Okay. So when you sign up for the policy, you write on the application who you want that money to go to Mm -hmm. upon your death. Okay. Now, okay, back to what should people consider when thinking about who that person should be that's going to receive all this money when you die? Someone who is responsible, trustworthy, you know, has integrity that you can trust will carry out your final wishes when you die. So, you know, spouse, parents, Mm -hmm. children, usually even siblings. Okay. Can't, does it have to be a family member? No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a family. It can literally be anyone. Like I've had people that they've said they did not trust their kids because they know that they spend, they know they kids. right. They know <laughs> they kids and they know that if they get a lump sum of money it's going to be spent and their final wishes will be just a wish. So they've actually put their friends down that they were friends with for 20 years, 30 mm-hmm. years. So you literally could put anyone down, you know, or even a, a lot of people, they want to supplement what they already have. You know, they want to be able to give their grandkids a little something. So they might mm-hmm. put their grandchildren. So they already have their final expenses, but, you know, they want to get a, another policy just to cover their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the beneficiary, can you put more than one person? Yes. And say that this person can get 50%, this 25%, this other person, another 25%. Yep. You can definitely do that. So you can do percentages. You can have as many beneficiaries as you'd like. Um you know, and then you would just put the percentage of how much you would want each beneficiary to get. Um, also, you can do something called a contingent beneficiary where you choose, like, let's say the person that you initially wanted to be the beneficiary mm-hmm. dies before you. So then mm-hmm. it's like, well, who will get the money? Right. So then you can name a backup person so they will get the money in the event that that an original person dies before you. Gotcha. So it's... <laughs> Safe to say you have to remember who you put down. Yes. So that way if they do pass away and if you don't have a contingent, you have to go back and redo the paperwork or go back and change the beneficiary. Yes. You would have to go back and change it. 
Okay. Um, what? Or, but if you, if you did not change it, uh-huh. you know, it would go to that beneficiary's estate. So whoever they name as the person that would get money, it would go to them. Okay. So, you know, obviously if you wouldn't want that money to go in that direction, you want to make sure you have a backup. Right. And hopefully whoever you put down as a beneficiary, you would trust who they put down on their, you know, estate. Right. Or would be responsible. Right. Exactly. Um, so you probably already answered this, but let's say I'm in a life insurance plan and I'm thinking about going to another company. Mm-hmm. Um, what, or I don't know, something may be going on and what, in what cases have you seen? What are the reasons people thought about switching their policy? Switching usually price price okay. and how much you get. Um, one of the great things about what I do is I'm a broker, so I don't represent just one insurance company. Mm-hmm. So I can look at the prices across the board and see what's the cheapest, the cheapest rate. Okay. And so, you know, most people, they want to switch because of that. And then also they might want to switch because of the extras that the insurance company might have. Yeah. So they might have better rates of cash value. So we talked about, we kind of talked about it briefly, but cash value is, so when you pay each month into your policy, Mm -hmm. that policy generates interest. And so you can actually, once it builds up to a certain amount, you can actually borrow against that money okay, without having to pay it back. And it would just, um, sometimes it would deduct from your death benefit. Sometimes not depending on the policy you have. Oh, okay. So it's pretty much you could take out a, a, I guess it's not a loan because you don't have to pay it back. Right, it's your money. They call it a loan, but I mean, it's your money that you've been paying in that, mm-hmm. you know, generated. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Is it for people who, for the people who may currently have life insurance that may be listening, but they've been thinking about switching because they want a lower payment or whatever the case, is it pretty easy to switch to another plan? Definitely. Um, you would talk to someone like me, um, and tell them what you're looking for. You know, what's important to you? Are you trying to build up a lot of money so that you can have that extra cushion? Mm -hmm. Or are you just looking, you know, just to cover your, um, funeral and final expenses. And another thing you want to keep in mind, you know, if you're young and getting a policy, you kind of want to give yourself a cushion because just because a funeral is worth 20000 right now, you know, you're expecting to live a long time. Right. And, you know, 40 years from now, a funeral could be 35000 right. So you want to make sure that you will have enough to make sure that it's covered no matter true. when you might may pass away. I didn't even think about that, that the cost of death could increase. Yes. In 10 years or so right yep and then another thing i would look at like i was saying like extras that um certain insurance companies may have some have a feature called return a premium Mm -hmm. so let's say you know something happens while you have this policy you get hurt on the job and Mm -hmm. you're unable to work you know if you're not paying your insurance policy it's gonna lapse and so you put in all that money you know really for nothing for nothing So what happens here is with this 
um, they call it a rider. So with this addition on your policy, if you were to become disabled or unable to work Mm -hmm. and lose your income, it'll actually waive the premium for you. So you don't have to pay while you're, Oh, okay. That's, that's that's nice. So they're, Okay, so it's not held against you that you got hurt and you can't work and pay off your premium. Right, exactly. Now, does that have a time limit? No, it'll be throughout the whole policy. Like, you mean a time limit on how long it'll... How long you could be out of work? Or is it just as long as you have a medical doctor that say you can't work, then you can not pay a premium for however long you need? For however long you need. Okay. For the ones that... I work with now that's going to be depending on the insurance company. Some will have like a 90 day, mm-hmm. but you know, the ones that I know of, it'll be forever long that you aren't getting the income. You're disabled. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now we talked, you talked a lot about, you know, the benefits of getting life insurance just based on, you know, things that you have seen in this line of work. Um, Obviously in this line of work, you're helping sign people up for life insurance, but can you just tell us some, what that you know of what happens when you don't have life insurance? What, what, what will happen? So, I mean, the first thing is if you don't have the money to even like when you go talk to a funeral director when your loved one dies, you know, they're going to want their money up front before you even bring the body there. Mm-hmm. You know, some will work with you, you know, those, I guess, hood spots, you know, work with you. <laughs> but for the most part, they want the money up front. And so, you know, you hear, especially in inner cities, it's mm-hmm. a huge problem with, um, overcrowding at morgues because the family can't afford, afford to bring the body to the funeral home. And it's been for some years That's so and sad. they're so sad. They're refrigerated mm-hmm. for that time period. So, you know, that's one of the first things that's going to happen once, you know, they identify the body and, you know, things like that. Right. You know, you go to the funeral home, they want the money. Um, let's say this person does have, an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you hear of that person passing away, you know, of course you would know that the person had a policy and, and their paperwork is together. You go look at the policy, call the insurance company or even better yet, you know, I follow up with all of my clients and I tell them to call me because then I have a direct line to the insurance company. And so I call them and let them know. And so they're already putting things in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of the companies I work with, you know, once they get the documentation that they need in terms of, okay, they're really dead, passed away, Mm -hmm. they pay out within 48 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. So ASAP, because obviously you want to try to have the funeral as soon as as possible. Exactly. Okay. Um, So for people, obviously, who don't get life insurance, it becomes you get to a point where you're trying to scramble, scramble. to get the money together, yep. calling family and friends, go fund me. Like go we've fund all me. seen GoFundMe pages for people um, that do not have money for a funeral. And it's mm-hmm. young people, old people, you know, a lot of them are tragic accidents with young people that of course, you know, wasn't expecting right. to pass away, so, you know, so soon. Right. 
uh, fish fries. I know the black community for sure in the church community, I've heard of fish fries for someone that's died to raise money. Mm -hmm. And then we've also heard probably across the board, no matter race, or religion of strife in the family, you mm-hmm. know, for one person might feel like they're paid too much. They're taking person, on the, the burden. Right. Taking on the financial, financial. burden. Yeah. So, you know, those times can lead to family strife because of money. Yeah. And you can leave family members in debt. Yeah. Trying to pay for your, your death. Pretty much. Definitely. That story is, you know, told all too often, mm-hmm. you know, people who already are in struggling. debt, struggling, have to take even more of a financial burden, mm-hmm. you know, spouses, let's say the husband was the breadwinner and then the husband dies and then she's left with, oh, I have to pay this mortgage, right. you know, oh, I have to pay for his funeral. How am I going to replace his income? And it's kind of a domino effect if you think about it, because in that scenario where, if if a loved one dies and you have to take on that financial burden, then you may not, you may feel like you can't afford life insurance. So yep. it's just a domino effect. Exactly. And so when you die, it's affecting somebody else and so on and so forth. Right. Like insurance can maintain a generation, not having it can really destroy a generation financially. Right. So that just speaks to the importance of it. Yep. Um, Not just, you know, for yourself but for your family yeah. as well um so my last question when it pertains to insurance now we you sound like a very knowledgeable insurance agent that people can reach out to but what are some tips that you have for people on how to find a good insurance agent word of mouth mm-hmm. you know um i would say you know, look at how many years they've, you know, been in the field. Another thing, um, you know, what I personally like to do, I educate. I don't sell. I educate because obviously that's important because we all know that this is important or we should know this is important. So what I would look for is someone who's going to, you know, assess what I need and be mm-hmm. able to educate me on what I need. Right. Cause it's so often you can come across people who are just trying to get a sale. Yeah. Like they don't really care about you. They don't care about what you need. They just trying to get a sale and make as much as they can from the sale. Yep. So like when I meet with a family, most of the time they're talking to me because I need to know, you know, the things about your family so I can, you know, come up with a plan to be able to protect you the best. Right. So I would say just somebody who listens, somebody who's patient, who's not yes. trying to rush you into a buy and yep. somebody who is willing to educate you by answering any questions that you have. Right. And then, you know, of course, like, you know, we're all human, you know, we might not have the answer to every question, but we know how to go get the answer. Right. You know, there might be those one offs when I'm meeting with someone that I've never heard before, but I'm not gonna, you know, act like I don't know, or I'm going to find the answer for right. you. Right. You know, if I'm, I would want that, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't, if, if you don't know, don't try to just say anything. Right. Just say, I don't know, but I will look into it for you and I will get back to you on that. Right. I or even that. I talked, I call who I need to call right in the home, mm-hmm. you know, because I, 
and this is actually another thing I would look for someone who has a connection to like a larger organization that they can call on because everybody doesn't have the answers. Right. And so, you know, if they have like a mentor who's knowledgeable that they can call, Mm -hmm. you know, that goes a long way. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about annuities. Okay. Um, I feel like this is something that I need more education about. So why don't you start off by just telling us what is an annuity? Okay. So an annuity is a fixed sum of money paid to someone each year, um, typically for the rest of their life. Hmm. So this someone is somebody who invests in an annuity. Is that? Yeah, it can be you. It can be someone that you name. It could be, it could be a charity. Okay. It could be your child. It could be your child. So what are the benefits of, what benefits do annuities offer to an individual? So one of the, the greatest benefits that it offers is the fact that you can basically invest in it and you can get a lot of the advantages of let's say investing in the stock market things like that but don't have to deal with the potential losses that you could get from investing in the stock market market. yeah um it's very stable in in that way because you're dealing with an insurance company basically it's a contract with the insurance company saying Mm -hmm. that okay i'm gonna put in this amount of money and then you're gonna pay me this lump sum of money so when at a future date. Okay, that was my next question. Mm-hmm. When do you get this lump sum of money? So so it can be a lump sum or it can be um like every year or however whatever amount of time that you specify. Okay. You know, you're getting that sum of money for the rest of your life. So like if I say I want to get a thousand dollars a year for up to 10 years or, or something like that. Yeah, Is that definitely. How it works? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so, um, yeah, so it's basically, it's exactly like that. So just a, a very basic example, let's say, okay, I'm paying a hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. and then in 30 years, the insurance company is going to pay me $50,000 every year for the rest of my life until I die. Oh, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. So after this, I want to sign up for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell me what are some of the drawbacks of annuities? Because it sounds great, but with everything, I feel like there are some drawbacks that you might have to think about or consider. Are there any? Um, Besides, I mean, of course, paying an extra premium. Yeah. Okay. So the, the drawbacks would be, and not really like assessing what you need it for and how long you need the money. So like, let's say, you know, you're putting in this amount of money every month and you can't afford it or you need to take the money out. So before the amount of time that, you know, you agreed to, Mm -hmm. so you can get that money back, but then they might charge a, well, they will charge what's called a surrender charge. So, you know, you'll get that money back minus a fee. Okay. So it's like you want to be sure when you doing something like an annuity that 
you're looking more long term instead of short term. Gotcha. You know, of course, you never know what might happen in the future, but this is a long term product. This is not something short term. Okay. So pretty much the idea behind an annuity is, let's say, for example, retirement. Yep. Is part of your retirement plan. Absolutely. And that's something that you don't want to touch until retirement comes. Unless, like you said, some hardship comes along the way and that's your only choice. Right. And so kind of piggybacking off of that. And this is a major pro. So most people, you know, they have 401ks, mm-hmm. um, which is a form of, you know, an annuity mm-hmm. um, where you're basically paying a certain amount you know, each month and then at a certain point, then it's going to start paying you. Right. So the thing is, what happens is when you're paying in that money, so the companies um, in a 401k, because it's not an annuity, but it kind of acts as one. Okay. But with the 401k, basically what they're doing is taking that money and then they're investing it in the stock market. Mm -hmm. So basically it's called a mutual fund. If you've heard of that. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is they take the money you pay and then that you paid and then they take that money and invest it in the stock market. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's great when the stock market is doing well, you know, cause you're getting really good returns. Mm-hmm. However, when the stock market is doing bad, you're taking losses on that money that you're paying. Okay. So when it comes to retirement, you know, it's kind of risky because, You know, the stock market corrects itself every we can guarantee that it will correct itself. So when it makes, you know, gains for a certain amount of years Mm -hmm. after that amount of years is up, then there's going to be decreases in the stock market where it's possible that the investments that they made are losing. And then that means you're losing money. So quick example, the past recession. So a lot of people that had 401ks took a lot of losses depending on where it was invested. Yes. During that time. Yeah. And you know, a lot of experts are saying that we're due for another correction. So, you know, it's important for people that, you know, have that to think about, you know, supplementing that with something that's a little bit more stable. Just in case, just in case. So is it safe to say that an annuity is safer than a 401k? Yes. Okay. So would you recommend, regardless if an individual already has a 401k and they're banking on that for retirement, for them to also um, invest in an annuity? Yes, I would suggest it. Or even, let's say you're switching jobs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some companies will give you the option where you can roll that over into their 401k. Mm -hmm. I would actually roll it over into an annuity. I mean, the way you describe it, it sounds like that's a safer bet that you're guaranteed that money because it's not going into the stock market. Exactly. Hmm, And then depending on the type of annuity, like I said, you can set it up where you're getting a certain percentage when the stock market is doing well. And when it's going down, it's just staying the same. So you're not taking the loss. Okay. Now there is a cap, but you know, that's the, the, you know, the trade-off you get knowing that your money will always just go up or stay the same. Okay. Yeah. So that's the caveat as well is that there's a cap on the annuity. There's a cap, but like if you look at trajectories over time, because the stock market has been so up and down, Mm -hmm. like you make so much more money doing it that route. 
where it just stays the same during down times and then goes up mm-hmm. during times that the stock market is doing well. Doing good. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, there's a lot of options out there. You know, it's just good to talk to a professional, um, someone who's licensed, of course, that right. can guide you through the options. But it's a great, stable product. And it's something that you don't really learn about until someone like me talks to you about it. Right. Or you're listening to this podcast. Or you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> so, similar to life insurance, I just got to talk about death again. Mm-hmm. So, if you get an annuity, what happens to it if you die? If you die before. Before it is paid out to you. So, if you die before it's paid out. So, it basically acts as like a life insurance policy where it goes to your beneficiary. Okay. Yeah. So you you are able to put a beneficiary on a yes. annuity as yes. well. Um, what about after you die? So let's say you're getting the money each month or whatever, and you die. So does the money continue to go to someone else? So that you may put down as a beneficiary. So yes. Yeah, so if there's like money, like if you just have, you can set it up. So like I said, to pay out during your lifetime. Um, but if the, if there's still money left on it, it can right. go to like the heirs of the beneficiary. Okay. So like your children. Right. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Um, or charity. If you wanted to go to charity. Okay. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to state about annuities that we may need to know? I know, um, I know we can't talk about everything in one yeah. sitting because it might be information overload right. to a listener. Um, I mean, just to kind of, you know, bring everything in, um, you know, thinking towards maintaining generational wealth, which is, you know, very important in the black community, mm-hmm. just generating wealth, period. Yeah. Um, one of the myths that I come across is people think that life insurance um, is unaffordable, you know, and then when it comes to annuities, they just don't know about that at all. and What the options are, right. as opposed to if you go to like, let's say a Jewish community, like they're already up on this sort of stuff. Right. And so what I'm glad that we have that this forum here to be able to educate so that we can begin to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, I have so much sympathy for, you know, Kobe's family and the family that was on the helicopter, you know, but it is good that we are having these type of discussions because exactly. I think that this would be a great legacy that, you know, Kobe being able to, you know, pass on wealth to his family. Right probably for the rest of their lives, their lives. And so having us think about that and getting that in motion. So we'll be able to provide that for our families. Right. And this is pretty much, you know, with people who may not have had this knowledge before, but are getting this knowledge. Now it can be the start to generational knowledge being passed on. Right. And generational wealth. And right. And it turns to generational wealth. Yep. Goes hand in hand. So, can you just explain to us to kind of tie it all in? How how do you have this knowledge? What's your background? So my background, like I said, I'm a broker. Um, I'm licensed in um, 
life insurance, annuities, even health insurance. Um, basically, um, what I do, I sit down with clients that, you know, need it because they want to protect their mortgage. They want to protect their funeral final expenses. Like I said, mm-hmm. I sit down and go over, basically ask questions about family life and, you know, expenses and things like that to be Mm -hmm. able to come up with the plan and go through the process application. There's no medical involved with what I do. Okay. And then, um, answer any questions that they have and then follow up throughout the years because, you know, families change increase, right. You know, so you always want to make sure that, you know, staying on top of yearly things like that. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, pretty much what I do. I've been doing it for almost five years now. Okay. And I like it a lot. I really like helping people. I really like educating people because this isn't, this is something that really everyone should know, but unfortunately we don't, but it's good to spread the knowledge. Definitely. And I appreciate you coming on to spread this knowledge to not only me, but also my listeners. Thank you. Um, so where can the listeners find you if you they're interested in life insurance or want to know more about it and also with annuities as well. Yeah. So I'm licensed in over 20 different States. So, you know, I'm, I'm able to help, you know, with most people in the U S if they have questions about, um, what types of life insurance, but even if not, I'm able to point you in the correct direction And even if you just have any uh, general questions about insurance, want Mm -hmm. some more info, you can reach me at Tiffs2Trill on Instagram. Just send me a direct message. Okay, Tiffs2Trill. Tiffs2Trill. The number two. Two, number two. All right, so listeners, make sure you hit her up if you have any questions and or if you are interested in purchasing life insurance or annuities. Also, don't forget to follow Discussions Podcast on Instagram and also on Facebook. And we will holla at you next time. Smooches. Bye.